Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. But first, we'll get to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and uh, talk to Steve Hellwagon of 24-7 Sports at BuckNuts.com. Uh, what's going on today, Steve? Not much. Just uh, playing the waiting game now, waiting for the 730 start tonight with Ohio State against Akron and going to settle in and Watch Notre Dame and Wisconsin here at noon and Michigan and Rutgers at uh, 3.30 and Mm -hmm. try and see what some of these other teams have to offer. Yeah, look, look, I mean, you might be able to watch that. uh, You might be able to go to sleep on Ohio State game. Uh, it's Akron yeah. this week. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I'm actually going to have to take a nap midday so that I can stay up because we know the game's going to last till about eleven o'clock, and I won't get out of there till about one a.m. So, yeah, it's going to be a late night. Yeah, yeah, and you know, looking at this game, and one of the, what do you make of this, Steve? You know, I, I've been waiting all week to kind of talk to you about it. Um, there's this thing going around where it, you know, is there's a conspiracy theory, right? Like. You know, is C.J. Stroud, if he was playing against uh, somebody else, if they were playing a team that could beat them, um, he would play. Um, and some people just have this conspiracy theory that, hey, you know, the rest they're auditioning other quarterbacks. So if at some point down in the season uh, they don't like what his performance is against teams uh, that, that are, are contenders, they could just move somebody else in or, or – uh, you have a guy ready to go that's identified as the second best candidate or the next guy up. What do you make of that? No, I don't really see it that way. In fact, uh, Ryan Day, when he first talked to the media on Tuesday, seemed adamant that uh, Stroud was fine and he was going to go ahead and get ready to play this week against Akron, mainly because he needed the work, which I think is a valid thing. He hasn't gotten off to a great start in any of the three games that he's played, Ohio State's only averaged 10 points in the first half so far through the first three games. They've got to do better than that. And so I think the thought was, hey, this kid is our guy. They decided in the preseason, he decided two weeks before the first game. He didn't wait till a few days before the first game or just send him out on the field you know, the, the day of the first game as the starter. He knew two weeks ahead of time this was his guy from what he'd seen in the preseason. And so... To me, this is being done with the big picture in mind, first of all, to get this kid healthy so that when they get back into Big Ten play next week against Rutgers on the road, that he's ready to go. And secondly, it does make complete sense that you have Kyle McCord, a true freshman from Philadelphia, national top 50 prospect in this this year's class, that uh, he's never played a down yet. So it makes 
sense against Akron, one of the worst teams in FBS, to put him out there and see what he can do. And so I think you're killing two or three birds with one stone here and, uh, you know, really giving yourself uh, some options, you know, for the future that uh, McCord is going to get his opportunity to go into a live game. And if something is wrong with Stroud structurally or whatever with the shoulder, at least you've got a guy who's played some going forward going in there. So uh, I think the timing is perfect for this and allows Stroud to rest his shoulder and uh, if he's ready to go next week against Rutgers, then so be it. You know, uh, one of the things that, you know, I, I don't buy it, by the way, either. Uh, I think Ohio State has way more issues than just the quarterback situation. I, I, I think, you know, that yeah, – that, that was the worst thing that was going on there, <laughs> then, then, then we'd think – we think everything's hunky dory, but certainly not. Yeah, it, it, it's it's to me um, the the you know the defensive side of this football. Um, you know, when you look at it, what what, what would you expect to see uh, as far as a shakeup? I know you're playing Akron. I know he made the com made the comments last week about seeing who's guys who's going to call the plays. Is there is there, there been any formal um, you know things from Ryan Day or the Buckeyes as to okay? Who's going to be out here calling these plays? Who's going to be, uh, you know, is there a change at the top or or are they changing the way the structure works defensively uh, in, in terms of, you know, what the coaching staff is doing and their responsibilities? Yeah, a couple things. Last week they did change it up, and it was Matt Barnes, the secondary coach, who was calling the defense, and he was down on the field, and Kerry Combs, the coordinator, was up in the box, and he was radioing down some keys, I think, for Matt Barnes uh, to, to make those play calls. So that was the first thing that changed, but the result really didn't because Tulsa had 500 yards total offense, just the same as Minnesota and Oregon did, and uh, Tulsa threw for 400 yards where Oregon was able to run the football effectively against Ohio State. Tulsa threw for 400 yards, so uh, there's still a lot to clean up. Ohio State was playing soft coverages, in the secondary and had no discernible pass rush, which meant the quarterback had all day to throw the football. They only had two sacks in that game, and they now only have four in three games, which is nowhere near enough. So they got to start getting some pressure up front, and we'll see today if they're able to do that. Uh, Akron, in all honesty, comes with a guy, D.J. Irons, a sophomore quarterback. Uh, I think he had over 200 yards passing, almost 300 yards passing, last week and uh, over 100 yards rushing. Now, I know they played uh, an FCS team, Bryant, uh, from the Northeast Conference and uh, you know, beat them 35-14. to 14. They pulled away in the fourth quarter. It was 14-all in the fourth quarter, and Akron scored the game's last three touchdowns to, to make it look a little better. And, I, again, I know that uh, you know Bryant shouldn't have a defense anywhere close to what Ohio State's got, but uh, – at any rate, you know, Ohio State's defense is going to be tested by this kid, it sounds like. So uh, this is a good game, I think, for Ohio State to try and get back to some type of respectability on defense because they're not even respectable at this point. I mean, they are near the bottom of a, of a lot of NCAA statistics for the FBS ranks, but the one that really sticks out to me like a sore thumb, they are 126 out of 130 teams in third down 
percentage defense. They are allowing opponents to convert 53% of their third downs. Tulsa was 9 of 17. If you let Rutgers or Maryland or Michigan State or some of these teams they're going to play have that kind of success, you're going to be in for a long day. You're going to be trying to win games 55 to 45 or, or something stupid like that. So um, they've really got to get it together on defense. You know, and, and, and we're talking to Steve Hellwagon of 24-7 Sports and Bucknuts.com. You know, it, 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 it's not rocket science. I've been trying to tell people uh, this concerning the, the Cleveland Browns, and, and it, it trickles down. It's just defensive football. If, if Ohio State, if you keep telling me about the top five classes you got here and the top five classes you got here and they recruit some of the best places all around the country, why is it that, that the defensive coordinator is scared? It seems like he's he does not want to put his, his team in positions where they'd be aggressive. Uh, I mean, I, does he think they're going to give up? You know, uh, you playing soft coverage? Do you think that, that guys aren't capable of uh, recognizing or getting beat deep? Or I don't I don't understand why it is. What is the fear of having the best talent, some of the best talent in the country? And being aggressive with that talent, why, why does soft coverage? Yeah, you make a great point, and I would tend to agree with you. I think that uh, they can do so much more to force the issue with the opponent, and that's with uh, some creative blitz packages, some stunts and twists up front, and uh, just varying things up. I think that's what they're trying to do is uh, mix up the hard man coverage on the outside, then rolling into some softer coverages and different downs and distances. But, you know, last week when Tulsa needed 12 yards, they got 13. You know, it just it, it just the way it worked out. And they have got to find some guys who trigger and make plays. Last week, when they had Zach Harrison, who's a defensive end, and he was out, and, of course, Josh Proctor, the, the main safety for them, is out for the season with a broken leg, suffered at the end of the Oregon game. They were down to just two guys, Tyreek Smith from up there in Cleveland Heights and uh, Haskell Garrett, who was a preseason All-Big Ten All-American defensive tackle. They were the only two guys who were mainstays on this defense prior to this season. So you basically had nine entirely new starters playing their third game, you know, last week against Tulsa, and it showed. I mean, they just don't trigger, they don't make plays, they don't recognize, you know, and these are things that are going to come over time, and you just can't build that experience in. The guys have to get into game situations and live it and learn it themselves. It, it's just not something you can replicate in practice, particularly when teams show you different things that you haven't necessarily prepared for. So I think that – um this is, again, an important game for some of those younger guys. And we saw some young guys come through. Ronnie Hickman is really coming alive right before our eyes. He's the bullet linebacker, mm -hmm. although he moved back and played a little bit at safety last week. I'll be interested. He never leaves the field on defense. He's either the third linebacker, is the kind of the hybrid safety linebacker, or he moves back when they go to two safeties. Uh, he'll be one of the two safeties. So, He's a guy, uh, Cameron Martinez, who was a Mr. Football Award winner out of Michigan as an offensive player, had a pick-six interception late in the game last week. And Tyleek Williams, big defensive tackle uh, from down in Virginia, 
Uh, he came in. He was 340-some-odd pounds. They've got him down. He's down to a svelte 332 now, and he broke through and sacked the Tulsa quarterback with about eight minutes to go in the game. And uh, Tulsa was only trailing 27-20 to 20 at the time, had the ball with a chance to tie the game, of all things, in the fourth quarter. So some freshmen and, and some second-year guys are starting to break through, break through that glass ceiling. If the upperclassmen aren't going to get it done, these young guys are ready and, and, and coming on. So get those guys in the game and see what they can do. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think this is, a, like you said, a good opportunity. Sometimes you, you – and I think, you know, in big-time programs, they like to do this. They like to say, look, we're going to give the, the upperclassmen every opportunity, the seniors, the juniors, opportunity to win these jobs. But uh, when the reality is when you're at Ohio State and Alabama, Clemson, uh, LSU, Oklahoma, they got five-star guys all over the field. And they're not going to wait too long for you because they got guys chomping at the bit uh, to get out there to, to, to make some plays. Um, you, when you look at the, the philosophy uh, on the offensive side of the football, um, how do you think they've, they've done up front? Um, one of the most massive offensive lines I've seen. How do you think they're doing uh, with the, uh, you know, uh, the ability to run the football? Um, and do you believe that, you know, Ryan Day will try, he, he stri- strategically is more of a 50, 50 guy, how do you think they've done that, and, and do you think they need to run the ball as the season goes on a little bit more? Yeah, I think against Oregon, they struggled running the football when they wanted to run the football. They had the fourth and two where they got slammed for no loss. Um, I think what's interesting to me is they've had some guys in and out of the lineup. Uh, Thayer Munford did not play last week against uh, Tulsa, one of the guards, and he may not play uh, tonight against Akron either. Uh, just, again, a same situation as Stroud. Get him healthy and get him ready for the Big Ten. I don't think it's any kind of a long-term thing. So they had Matthew Jones uh, filled in, and he's the guy who filled in some last year when they had injuries and COVID problems. And he really did a bang-up job last year, and I think he did pretty good. He was the only offensive lineman or one of the few that graded as a champion. They were very strict with their grading this past week. The coaches didn't seem happy on either side of the football with how they played against Tulsa. And really they shouldn't have been because it took the offense almost three quarters to get it in gear. And the defense, as we said, gave up 500 yards. So who who would have graded a champion after that type of effort? But Matthew Jones, at least back up, came in and started for Munford. He did good. Of course, they've been without Harry Miller. He won't play again tonight. Uh, he was supposed to be the starting center for the season. Luke Whipler has filled in and done a pretty good job there. So, um, you know, you've had some guys in and out of the lineup. Travion Henderson, 277 yards rushing last week, broke Archie Griffin. Mm. OSU freshman rushing record. Uh, He had 239 yards in his, I think it was his second or third game back in 1972 against North Carolina. And uh, Travion Henderson had over 200 of those yards last week against Tulsa in the second half when they needed, obviously, to, to put some points on the board and put that game away. So uh, he's a guy that looks like he's taken over the tailback position with uh, Master Teague and Mayan Williams backing him up. It looks like going forward is how that's going to go. And uh, I think uh, Ohio State fans are excited to see what Travion Henderson could do for an encore. I mean, if they leave him in there, today against Akron and he gets 25 carries I wonder if he would go for 200 yards again today 
although that makes no sense. I mean, you need him to win Big Ten games, get him his 10 or 15 carries, and then let uh, Mayan Williams and, and Master Teague finish it out. But uh, that's what you're going to see tonight. I think fans that want to see an array of Ohio State players need to tune in tonight because guys you've never heard of should be out there running around in the fourth quarter. And a couple guys I want to see is Marvin Harrison Jr., the wide receiver, and Emeka Agbuka. Uh, the two freshman uh, wide receivers, they really haven't had much of a chance on offense yet. And get Olave and Wilson and Smith the jig, but get those guys out of the game and uh, let those young guys run around out there. Steve, one one person that we have have heard of is you. So, <laughs> so you get you some sleep and be ready to go uh, for tonight's game, and we'll talk to you soon uh, next week. All right, G, we'll take care. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.